I wanted to thank pastors for asking us to share this testimony. Um, I was thinking back there, um, it's always good to have your testimony ready for somebody to hear, um, whether it be financial or your salvation or healing or whatever. You should always just be prepared to share what God has done in your life uh, because really, how else will people in the world hear about it if, if you don't share it? So um, again, thank you for having us uh, share this today. Um, so uh, I don't know, I guess about a month or t- about two months ago, I would say, um, we were asking God to, uh, well, let me back up a little bit. I think everybody here heard about the testimony of our house, um, and that was a, a big testimony. Um, and, um, you know, five months had passed, and then two months ago, we had asked God to um, let our house be, um, or have additional sources of income come in because of our uh, new property. Uh, some of you have seen it. There's a lot of outbuildings. Uh, a lot of, you know, there's, it's an acreage. Um, and uh, thank you, Miss Christine's telling me to smile. This is happy, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and um, so we had asked God to help us uh, bring in additional sources of income. So we thought, well, that back building that we've got in the back, um, it's a pretty large building. Um, you know, we thought, well, maybe we'll just rent it out and uh, somebody will come rent it out and they'll pay us and they can store their RVs or boats or whatever else they want to store there. So we posted it online and um, somebody came and, and that was interested and he says, hey, I'm interested in paying you this monthly rent. And in addition, I own an auction, um, an online auction where he buys and sells uh, heavy farm equipment. And um, he asked if we'd be interested in storing the equipment there and um, basically be kind of, uh, being that point of contact between him and the customers. Um, so, I, and then he told me the amount that he would pay us, uh, in addition to the rent, plus loading equipment for people, plus he said, and if you're interested in that, um, you know, we can sell, if you want to sell some of this heavy equipment aside from the auction, we'll give you 10% if he posts it and makes a sale, or if I make the sale, I get 20%. Uh, so that's all on top of um, the rent that he's paying. So it's, it's very exciting. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes it's um, kind of uncomfortable to share what God's doing for you monetarily um, because you don't want to come off like you're, you know, bragging or saying, look what I did. Um, and I meant to start this by saying everything I'm about to say, all glory goes to God, because really this is, this is all him. Um, we were just looking for, you know, somebody to rent out the space and that's it. But this is way beyond what we had uh, hoped for. Um, and it, uh, with that, along with some of the other farming stuff we're doing, it's uh, about doubled our income, um, which we just we're not expecting at all. Um, so it's, it's a very exciting uh, testimony. Um, we, we have plans to, um, you know, help in different parts of the ministry. When Brother Ike was talking, or when Reverend Ike was talking about some of the prison ministry we're doing, we both had a check like we want to give more towards that and just different things. Um, and you have to have money, as, as Pastor says, to be able to do that kind of thing. Um, and obviously God wants to bless us. It's not, you know, just all about giving it all away, but God will use you and kind of keep that pipe flowing if you keep giving it out. So it's very exciting. Um, And uh, Mary actually had um, a a cool revelation about this, um, and I'll let her share that part. Um, Well, it's nothing big, but I just wanted to say, I feel like it'd be easy to see um, us coming up here and giving testimonies about finances and be like, well, that's them, you know, like, they, God keeps blessing them, but that's not me, you know, I'm different or whatever. And um, I just wanted to say that, like, I've been, especially Nathan seems like he's pretty good at 
making money or whatever. And I'm just, so I've just been observing him. And um, I feel like what kind of sets him apart from the average Christian that's struggling financially is that whenever we ask God, we got together and asked God to give us more avenues for increase, he just immediately started looking for what, where it was at. And um, it reminded me of that verse that says, um, look at the birds, they don't sow or reap or gather into barns, but they have, God provides for them. Well, God doesn't put the worms or whatever in their nest. He puts them in the environment where that is at, where their supply is at, and they have to go out and find it, right? So when we prayed about it, Nathan immediately started going, what do we have that we can use to make some money, you know? And then God took that. We could have just made like a monthly rent from that, and that would have been fine and great. But he took it and made it this huge blessing that's like way over abundantly that we couldn't have made that happen at all, you know? Like that was obviously God. But, um, but we wouldn't have got it if we just prayed and then said, and, you know, waited around and been like, thank you, Lord, for increase. Thank you, Lord, for, you know, like, we didn't actually do anything. So that's something, you know, that I think I appreciate about my husband <laughs> majorly. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, Pete said, look at the birds. Well, we did, I've never watched birds, really, but we have chickens, you know, at our house. <laughs> and um, they... Uh, chickens are just constantly scratching around. They, if you let them, they'll just tear up all your landscaping and everything because they're constantly looking for food. They're always looking for their supply, constantly, constantly looking for it and digging for it. And I was just thinking, Nathan's just like a really good chicken. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to say your supply is out there. It's in your environment. You just got to go out and look for it and God will bless you in a way that doesn't take very much of your time, doesn't take very much of your resources, and it'll majorly bless you. So praise God. He gets all the glory. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. We get the point. We won't take that wrong, right? <laughs> Amen. So I just, I just think we need to hear these testimonies, don't you? Because they're so encouraging. They, they kind of give us, uh, you know, they, they give us a little bit of a window into how things work. And I love what, what they shared. I love that, uh, you know, that's a good, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that. I'll give you credit one time. All right. That's, that's a revelation, isn't it? Birds don't just sit around in their nest waiting for it to come to them. Amen. So praise the Lord. Are you ready to give this morning? Do you know their testimony goes way back to how many years ago was it, Brother Nathan, where God really dealt with you about tithing because you, you just had a real problem with it. I'm just, I'm just being honest, you know. You were being honest up here, so I'll be honest. Yeah, how many years ago was that? Three or four years ago, and God really dealt with him about tithing. That's where this testimony started. They started, yeah, they started honoring God in the, in the tithe, and they didn't do it out of duty. They did it out of his heart. He, he, he got to the place he was doing it out of his heart, and all these things have just been happening, happening, happening. It's almost like the Word of God is true or something. It's almost that way. It is true. Isn't that right? We can count on it. We can put our faith on it. We can, we can see it come to pass for us. God's no respecter of persons. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Are you ready to bring your tithes and offerings this morning? We're grateful for what he's done. We're grateful for our covenant. Our covenant is that he would bless everything we put our hand to, right? Amen. He would bless everything we scratch at. <laughs> everything, we, <laughs> everything we go to looking for. Glory to God. Seek and you shall find. 
I got another sermon out of what she said. She, you know, what do we have? Remember what the, that was what they said. What do we have? I mean, you know, whenever that miracle of the multiplication of the uh, oil for the widow woman that her husband had died, he said, what do you have in the house? Yeah, I remember the multiplication of the bread and the fish. They said, we don't have enough money. She said, look, look for somebody that's got a lunch. All he needs is a little something to start with. <laughs> Amen. It kept coming to me. I wasn't going to get up. But, you know, there's different parts to testimonies that a lot of people don't realize. But uh, we needed a place where our cabinets were put together. And there's a lot of cabinets. And we had a lot of volunteers. Yeah, and, we were building you know, and Corey actually helped oversee that, and Brian, and what have you. But Mary and Nathan allowed us to use that outbuilding. I think, was it that outbuilding? Well, anyway, One it was an outbuilding outbuilders. there. <laughs> and they allowed us to use that, and then we were backed up. So we're like, okay, can we keep it there a couple of weeks? I'll even pay you. They wouldn't hear of having us pay them. Uh, but we did that. And I said, Lord, I'm just asking you to give them a special blessing for opening up their place. You know, I'm not saying that you need to call them and ask them, you can, you know, use their outbuildings for your cabinets and all that. But, you know, they bless their pastors. And I, and I say that yeah. with humility. I'm, I'm serious. I, 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 I do. Because God put that on our heart and that he wanted to bless them. So, so it, just pieces of that. Yeah. I mean, there's many other things they did to bring that to, to pass. But the Lord just wanted me to share that with you. When we are obedient to just open ourselves up and use areas and plant seed, not just always yeah. expecting everybody to pay us for everything, but just plant seed, yeah. then God will bring us much more than what we could have ever you know, done ourselves in the natural. But, but thank you all for being obedient. And that was a tremendous blessing for our basement finish to be able to, yeah. to use your place there. Amen. Amen. And there are other people that are involved in that. I know, Rob, you let us use your trailer uh, to, to house that. And, and you and Cam and, and others gave your time to help. So we just say, be blessed. Yeah. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. And, uh, Wonderful. That's that. They turned it uh, into a fishing boat. Peter's fishing boat was loaned to Jesus, and he turned around and blessed them. Hallelujah! I just, I just see, I hear these stories, and I think of scriptures. Amen. The scriptures are still alive and working today, aren't they? Father, thank you for the privilege of uh, bringing our first to you and our tithes, our offerings. We're grateful for all that you've done in our lives. We're grateful, Father, for the, the fact that you're not done. You've got great plans for us, plans to do us good, plans to increase us, plans to bless us. We thank you for the revelation of steps to take, Father, where, 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 what we have in our house that we could be, uh, use and that you could use to multiply us and increase us. We're blessed, Father, today with this testimony. We thank you that you're doing it for all of us as believers that are actively using our faith in Jesus name we love you and as we bring our tithes and offerings we worship you with it and we thank you for the return in Jesus name amen you may be seated go ahead ushers
worship. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you are good, and you're good all the time. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah says in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever.
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Largeness. Largeness. Give me largeness. are going to come down also, but if you're going to youth camp, come down here. I want to lay hands on you. The Lord instructed me when we were in Lee Summit, He instructed me to lay hands on the young people. Come on down, line up. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come with me, honey. Praise God. Amen. Ushers, give me space up front. Give me space up front. A little more space. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, give me, let, me, let me say something to these young people. Whenever you go to youth camp, I want you to lay aside everything that distracts. 
and give yourself wholly and fully to what's being said to you. God's going to talk to your heart. He's going to talk through the speakers. And there's going to be impartations. There's going to be things that God's going to speak to you and, 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 and adjust in your thinking, in your direction, in the choices you're making. And, and it's going to be a life-changing week. That's what's going to happen. And I just want you to just uh, receive. God wanted me to lay hands on you and impart into you. And so lift up your hands if you're in this line. Anyone else? Are all of them up here? Hallelujah. Come on up here. Yeah, come on up here. Father, we thank you for these young people. They're precious in your sight. They have been bought with the blood of Jesus. They belong to you. Father, they have come because they've dedicated this week to set aside this time to go to youth camp. Father God, you said all who hunger and thirst after you, they will be filled. We thank you. Every one of them will be filled with the fullness of God. Thank you for visitations. Thank you, Father, for miracles. We thank you, Father, for revealing yourself to them, making known your plan, the next steps of your plan to them. Father, we lay our hands on them like you instructed me to do. We're grateful, Father, for any impartations in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, if the leadership would come up, come on up. If the leadership would come up, those of you who are chaperones or leading the camp in some way, I'm going to lay hands on you as well. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for anything she needs this week. She'll get it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Father, for divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. Father, we thank you for using her. Filling her mouth. Mouth. Filling her mouth with words. Words in season. In season. Words in season to help the young people. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, Father. In the name of Jesus, thank you for wisdom. Thank you for anointing. Impartations. In the name. Ela Makai. I was, we were worshiping God. I want you to both hear this. We were worshiping God, and I heard the Spirit of God say this to me. Just stay the course, regardless of what others do around you. Just stay the course. That might mean something to you now. It might not, but it will in the near future. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Another step this week. Another step this week into the perfect of your, of your plan. Another step towards that. In the name. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ooh, there goes. Mashtakie. Lamania. Thank you for filling his mouth. Utterance in the name of Jesus. Impartations in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Is that everybody? Oh, Brother Andre. Yeah. Thank you, Father. We lay hands on him. Fill his mouth with utterance in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. I'm excited about this week. Hallelujah. Uh, Bryce, I want you to come up here because I was looking back there and the Spirit of God started dealing with me. And uh, I just want to remind you what's been ministered to you in past about that call on your life. And that's not something that you're going to be able to just take lightly. You're going to have to start preparing and, and maybe you already are. 
So you're going to have to step up and get into the place that God has you, for He's working in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure in this area. And 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 there's something about youth ministry that you're going to need to prepare your heart for to be ready for that, because I see you giving your testimony, ministering to youth, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to prepare your heart. But I see Hallelujah. that. Is that right? Yeah. In the name of Jesus. And don't cast in your mind, Bryce, is it, is it this, is it that? Is it business or is it ministry? The answer to that question is yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember Norval Hayes? Remember Norval Hayes? <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll operate in both. You'll operate in both. Praise God. The young people will watch you and follow you, your Jesus. example. So, so there's just some things you need to tweak along that line. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And if you think, well, I don't, I don't seem qualified. Well, look, look at me. I was, I didn't like people. You remember that? <laughs> I do now, just in case you're wondering, I do now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Woo! Glory! Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I was going to do it at the end, but it comes in my heart to do it now. I was supposed to lay hands on the sick this morning as well. So if you need healing, ministry, healing ministered to you, uh, we'll, we'll lay our hands on you. We're not going to pray. You say, you're going to pray for me? Well, not in the way people think sometimes. We're going to lay our hands on you and impart. The anointing's flowing this morning. So we'll lay our hands on you and impart healing power. When hands are laid on you, your, your job is to say, I believe, I receive it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Get as many up here as you can. I, I, I think I'm going to have to go fast this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're, in the name of Jesus, we minister healing power to you. Be healed this morning. We minister God's healing power to you. Be healed. In the name of Jesus, we minister God's healing power to you. Be healed. In the name of Jesus, I minister God's healing power to you. Be healed. Oh, my, my, my. Be healed this morning. In the name of Jesus. Be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. Be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. Be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. Whoa, there it goes. Woo. My, 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 my. Well, just take that, Carlos. In the name of Jesus. Be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. Be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. Be healed this morning. Mashakia, Tapragichi, Prakataye, Prokatiye, Brokataye, Brangatiye, Ragatiye, Amanaya, Sepatiye, Kokaledi, Hakasaka, It's a Brogeti. Yes, from glory to glory. Yes, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Mastakiye, Mastakiye, Bronzagaye, Brasakiye, Kendebroskataye. In the name of Jesus, I lay hands on you. Be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. I lay hands on you. Be healed this morning. I lay hands on you to be healed this morning. Be healed this morning. I curse that. Leave her body. Never come back. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We lay hands on you to be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. 
Jesus. To God be the glory. Be healed this morning in Jesus' name. Be healed this morning in Jesus' name. Be healed this morning in Jesus' name. Yep, 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 Masakite. I command that to settle down. Settle down in her body. Settle down in Jesus' name. Be healed this morning in Jesus' name. Be healed this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, He has raised me. We lay hands on you to be healed this morning. In Jesus' name, fire, fire, fire. Thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, we lay hands on you to be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. on you for this power to be transferred to this cloth. So when it's laid on their body, it will drive out every foul thing, every disease, every sickness, every infirmity and heal their body. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We lay hands on you to be healed this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I lay hands on you to be healed this morning. Fire, fire, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless us, our guide. And we lay hands on this cloth so that it'll transfer God's power to it. When it's laid on the body of the sick, it'll drive out sickness and disease. I curse that disease, command it to leave in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Those that had hands on you, just praise him for a minute. Just praise him for a minute. Just praise him for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Friday night on live stream, Friday night during the vision, connect with the vision service, had a word of knowledge about somebody who had a court case going on 
and um, that they needed they needed something settled and uh, it wasn't anybody in the auditorium so I just ministered it to somebody on live stream we already got the report back praise the Lord <laughs> hallelujah God's moving I'm telling you there's, there's Holy Ghost power moving <laughs> I'm prompted to say something here in fact, in fact um, I woke up this morning and the, the ministry of angels was strong on my heart I thought I was going to minister on it but it was a different direction it was just to do this and so, say this out loud. Say, in fact, close your eyes. Lift up your hands toward heaven. Say this out of your spirit. Not out of your head, but just out of your spirit. Say, Dear Father God, Dear Father God I, am so I am so grateful for the ministry of the angels. They have been given charge over my life to keep me in all of my ways. I'm kept by the power of God. Oh, I'm so grateful. They bear me up in their hands, lest at any time I dash my foot against a stone. That just simply means they protect my temporal life from harm, danger, injury, accidents, or any such thing that would harm my life. I am kept by the power of God. The angels hearken to my words right now. Thank you, Jesus. My life is preserved all the way to the end. All my life long, I'll be kept by the power of God. I rest in this. I say this. And I fully expect it every day of my life. Amen. 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 So it's done. Amen. Somebody said, well, does that mean something's getting ready to happen? That means something's getting, you're, you're getting ready to be preserved. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That, that, that's, just, uh, that's just God making us the head, not the tail. We're not following behind the devil trying to clean up. We're ahead of him. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So greet your neighbor and say, I'm so grateful for the angel's ministry in my life. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. If you could take the podium down, please. We're going to get into the word. Amen. Aren't you grateful for the word of God? And uh, we're, we're going to just share some things the Lord put on my heart again this morning. And uh, we had a wonderful session, or, uh, service, I should say, down in Lee Summit Friday night. Uh, it's online already. So if you want to watch that, that's available. Thank you, honey. And uh, I, I personally believe it was just not just for that congregation, but for here and for people all over that are listening. So it's a word in season, timely, timely word. Uh, about the local church, the office of the pastor, and so you'll, you'll get great benefit out of that. Matthew chapter number 24, um, we were sharing something down there that the, the Lord took us a little different direction in it, but it came up in my spirit again this morning that um, I want to start where we're going to share this morning in this 24th chapter of Matthew. It's not going to be the same session, but it'll be starting in the same place. 
In this 24th chapter of Matthew, Jesus is talking about the end times. Anybody looked around and seen we're in the end of the end times? And Jesus made mention of a few things. They asked him, when shall be the sign of your coming and so forth? And the end of the world, verse number three, or excuse me, verse number two. What is that? Verse number, yeah, three. And Jesus started talking to him about, take heed, no man deceive you. That's the first thing he mentioned. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, shall deceive many. You'll hear of wars, rumors of wars. Uh, See that you be not troubled. That's exhortation number two. Number one, don't be deceived. Number two, don't be troubled. And he said, nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and kill you. He's talking about persecution. Many will be offended and so forth and so on. Then he said, verse 14, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a, for a witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. In other words, Jesus isn't waiting for all these you know, pestilence and plagues and so forth. He's waiting for the gospel to get out to the whole world. This gospel of the kingdom, not the watered down, you know, mamsy pamsy, we're weak and we're unworthy and, you know, we're going to hide in a cave until Jesus comes back. No, this gospel of the kingdom that talks about treading on serpents and scorpions and, and being always triumphant and the church being seated with Jesus in heavenly places, not a victim in the last days, we're victorious in the last days. Don't make me preach now. I might just go ahead and preach. <laughs> but the eighth verse, let's go back there. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And he just got done talking about the wars and pestilence and so forth. And so the word sorrows, you've been here before. We've shared on that. It literally in the Greek means birth pangs. Birth pangs. Like a woman that's, that's uh, you know, getting closer and closer to delivering a baby. And, and eventually the birth pangs start. And that's what he's talking about. And he's talking about... Uh, if you, if you, like I said, you look it up, it literally means this is the beginning of the birth pangs. And so he's talking about like a woman having birth pangs, getting ready to bring something forth. He's talking about something in this time of all these tribulations and stuff. He's going to, there's something getting ready to come forth. You might say, well, it's the, it's the, uh, you know, seven year tribulation. Really not. It's what's on the other side of it. So it's the kingdom of God among men. Right now, the kingdom's in us, right? And we're in the kingdom. And we're operating on kingdom principles. Well, we're learning to do that. But yet, right on the other hand, there's coming a day where Jesus is going to set up his earthly kingdom on this earth from Jerusalem, rule for a thousand years. And and you and I are going to rule and reign with him. This age is training for reigning. Amen. You have to learn it now or else you'll be in school during the first part of the millennium. Okay, now how do I do that? You speak it and you believe it. Okay, got it. Then you're riding back with Jesus on the horse. Doesn't this just thrill you to death? Boom, all of a sudden you're back in, in school again. Wait a minute, what did you just say? Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. Learn to, learn to reign. Some of you need to catch up with me. I'm going this morning. <laughs> So he's talking about uh, the birth pangs of the kingdom. The kingdom of God on earth is coming. Jesus will set up his earthly throne. We'll reign with him. We'll be in immortal bodies. We'll not be in these bodies. Uh, But we'll be reigning with him. Now, um, 
there's a lot we can say about that, but I wanted you to see these, these, uh, these things that are, you know, he mentioned their wars and uh, birth, so many things, kingdoms rising against kingdom, pestilence, earthquakes. I was talking about in Lee Summit, I was talking about how the, who would have thought we'd have had a famine of toilet paper, but just a couple of years ago, you know, this is America. What's going on? This is, and so, I mean, those are the things that it came out of a pandemic, you know, which was created by man. Don't, don't, don't get in my face about it. It was. But, so there's evil men trying to get some things on, trying to do some things. But right on the other hand, the, uh, the thing about this is, he said these things are going to be this way. But he didn't say we're going to live in defeat. He said we're going as the church from glory to glory. In the world, it'll get darker and darker. But in the church world, we're going from glory to glory. Say to the wicked, this is Isaiah, say to the wicked, it will not be well with thee. But say to the righteous, it'll be well with thee. Light in Goshen, darkness in Egypt. Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. The, the righteous were taken out. The world was destroyed in a flood. Noah was taken out. That's the way God does things. What belongs to the world doesn't belong to the church. Amen. I'm not really looking for these signs. You know, people say, well, I'm, I'm just looking for these signs, looking for the pestilence and the famine. I'm not. I'm listening for the trumpet. That's what I'm listening. I'm, it's getting close. It's getting close. Yes, yes. You know, if you've heard some of the genuine testimonies of people who have experiences with the Lord in more recent times, yeah. the Lord has said that my people don't realize how close it is. Yeah. Come on. They're, they're living like they don't realize yeah. it. Yeah. Well, how do you know they're living like they how, how do you know they don't realize it? Well, we were studying in Lee Summit. We were looking at Hebrews 10, 25. As you see the day approaching, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together and do it more and more as you see the day approaching. Why? Because you're going to have to have faith to live in victory over all the stuff out there which doesn't belong to you. You're to be an anomaly. Remember Psalm 91? A thousand will fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand. It'll not come near you. Only with your eyes will you see on CNN and MSNBC or Fox News or somewhere. But it will not come near you. That's your covenant. That's right. Amen. That's your covenant. Amen. So I don't want to preach this as a defeated message. I want to preach it as a victorious message. So the, this is the uh, day we're living in. And uh, it's the birth pangs of a new, new age. The, the, the end of this, we win. Have you read the back of the book? We, it's all going to be fine. You know, in, in, uh, in, in our modern day world and with technology, like I'm talking about aircraft, you can get on a plane and fly and go across the international date line and fly into tomorrow. Yeah. You ever, you ever heard of that international date line? And you can go into tomorrow. Well, you could go into tomorrow and find out everything's all right and call your friends back in yesterday or, or call your friends back in yesterday and say, this, I'm, this is, you know, this is so-and-so. I'm calling from tomorrow just letting you know everything's all right. Everything's all right. Well, this is God calling from tomorrow and saying everything's going to be all right. He told you how it's going to be at the end. And the world is going to be crazy. But in the church... The Bible said, Arise, shine, for your light has come, yeah. and the glory of the Lord has risen yeah. upon you. He said, there'll be, this is Isaiah 60, there'll be great darkness out there, but the light and the glory will be yeah. shining on you. Yes. Come on. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise God. So, that's all, that's all free. I won't charge anything for that. But um, the church in these last days needs to be filled with faith regularly sitting in church hearing the word of God because this is what overcomes all this remember this is the victory that overcomes the world is our faith 
That's what church really is all about. It's not about, you know, who's got the best light show or whatever. Right? It's, it's about the Word of God. And so, uh, Revelation 12, 12, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to the sea. For the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. <clears throat> He's going about with great wrath because he knows, you know, his tail's already on fire. <laughs> liar, liar, tail on fire, right? <clears throat> He knows that he's getting ready for that bottomless pit. <clears throat> oh, I'm telling you, I live in victory over him every day, but I will still be, it will be a good day watching him like a flame of lightning going into that bottomless pit. Even Baptists will be Pentecostal on that day. <laughs> So um, that's talking about the end times we're living in. He's, he's mad. Now, I'm getting ready to say something that, that along this line, you'll understand what we're doing here. Now, 2 Timothy 3, 1, it says, Know this also, then the last days perilous times shall come. And then he goes into a list of different things of the way men will be in these last days. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but people are just mad and don't know why. Yeah. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about the world. I mean, they're, they're just, I mean, you just look at them. Not, maybe you weren't, maybe you're thinking about something else. So you didn't smile at them and, and they just like, well, what do you, what do you, you know, right? it's, so true. it's like, no, I didn't mean anything. You know, it's just, <laughs> you say, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, walk with me for a few days. <clears throat> uh, having an anointing on your life is very interesting. I just wanted you to know that. So, 2 Timothy 3, 1, the last days perilous times shall come. Men will be lovers of themselves. He goes into things. And the word perilous means dangerous. He talks about the earth being full of violence and wickedness here in Matthew, earthquakes, famines. So, it's just that you put it all together, it's a cocktail of some serious trouble in the end times. <clears throat> Corruption and so much perversion and stuff. Um, I mean, so many families now taking their, even people that aren't, maybe don't even go to church, maybe aren't even saved, they're pulling their family or their children out of elementary school and school because it's getting crazy in there. Amen. So, yeah, amen. Good for them. That's what they should do. Um, that, so, putting this all together, uh, this is a time where you have to walk by faith more than ever before. Remember Jesus, uh, or 1 Timothy, first, excuse me, 1 Peter 5, verse, uh, yeah, that verse. It says, uh, uh, talking about the enemy, and in the, in, uh, he said, uh, victory, this is the victory. Talking about over the enemy, he said, I'm trying to remember, verse 8, verse 7, somewhere, the Satan's as a roaring lion, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How, resist him, what? Steadfast in what? In your faith, the faith or your faith. So in resist the devil. So that's what's going to keep him from doing what he, he's running around trying to do today. Because Jesus defeated him, but he'll try to take advantage of a lack of knowledge or a lack of faith in any believer's life. Even though he doesn't have the authority in the believer's life, because Jesus gave us authority over him. But he'll try to take advantage of just somebody that's got a lack of knowledge of their authority over him or a lack of faith in that. And he'll try to move in and do the same thing in the believer's life as he does in everybody else's life. Not that he has the authority to, but he'll try to. Jesus made it illegal for him to do it. But he's a criminal. He'll try to do it even though it's illegal for him to do it. So you've got to enforce his defeat. 
He's already defeated. You don't have to defeat him, but you got to enforce it by saying, no, it is written and standing against what he tries to do. All right. So, but that's just a little introduction to some things we want to share this morning. Um, So really what I'm sharing with you is um, it's not to make you afraid, but it is to keep you sober about just keeping all the doors closed to him. Because you can't resist him and open the door to him at the same time. So I want to get into this a little bit because I've had a couple experiences over the last, you know, um, you know, transition times are very interesting going from one phase of ministry to another. Um, I've been through several, a few of them. And they're always interesting. It's just a season where Satan seems to think that he can, I don't know, it seems like he thinks he can get in there somehow. I don't know all the whys and wherefores, but he seems to think, think it's his opportunity. When Jesus transitioned from uh, being on the earth the first 30 years until when he transitioned from that into his earthly ministry, when the anointing came on him, Jesus went through a season of attack against uh, the enemy against him. That was, remember, out in the wilderness, that that 40 days of temptation. Then whenever he transitioned from his earthly ministry to the cross and his high priestly ministry after the cross, there was another great season, remember, in the garden. He was tempted, sweating great drops of blood. Satan was coming at him real strong again. He was trying to oppose him getting through those doors. Getting through the door into the earthly ministry and getting through the door into the high priestly ministry as the high priest of the church seated at the right, seated at the right hand of the throne. And he seems to think that's a good time to attack and, and transitions are that way. Well, I've had some experiences uh, and uh, he seems right now to think this is, the, you know, a lot of things that uh, he, he just thinks he, he, he's, he thinks he's got his opportunity. Well, he's been losing every single one of them. Every single one. He's been losing. But, but boy, there's been some doozies thrown at us. Well, can you tell us? No, I can't because of confidentiality of people. You understand? But right on the other hand, it's been crazy. Not, not, I'm not glorifying the devil. I'm just simply saying, I've become aware at how angry he is right now. He's at the end. He's at the end. And, and he doesn't like, see, the further you go in God, the, the more of a target you become. Now, some people think, well, then I just won't go very far in God. Well, then he'll whoop you. Yeah, every time. You got to keep on walking with God. Um, The safest place is just stay with the rest. Keep walking in the light you have. Keep being a doer of what you know. Because it's the the space between, the Lord said this to me one time, the space between where you are and the amount of light you have is the space the devil gets in. That's where he's got access to you. You need to write that down. The space between where you are and the amount of light you have. You might have more light than you're walking in. But that's the space where you're giving place to the devil right there. So, um, but, so it's, it, it's the safest place is to walk in all the light you have. Because there's more to uh, staying free from what Satan wants to do in you and my life than just saying, Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You can't look over to Ephesians 4 verse number 27. I think we know some of these things. In fact, I was just kind of on the way to church. I was like, Lord, this is so simple. Are you sure this is what, what, we, what we need? But really, it's simple but profound. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. We know the Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you in James. 
remember First Peter, Satan walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists that fast in your faith. So resisting means, you know, you're taking, you're saying, Satan, I resist you. Take your hands off this area of my life. And so that's scriptural. But this verse is different than resist the devil. It, 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 it is a kind of resisting the enemy, but it's a different kind. This is... He said, neither give place to the devil. This is keeping the door closed to him so that he doesn't have any access to your life. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes. I said, can you say amen? Yes. So Ephesians here is neither give place to devil. This is different than resist the devil and he'll flee from you. This is... Satan's activity, if a, if a believer doesn't do this, Satan's activity in their life is, due to a, is not due to a failure to rebuke him. It's due to, in other words, any activity Satan would have in this believer's life who doesn't do Ephesians 4.26. It's not because they didn't resist him. It was because they opened the door to him. You know, believers can open the door to the devil. Yes, that's true. I've done it. I've done it. Oh, my Lord Jesus. The further you go, the more dangerous it gets. And you realize the further you go, how much he's beaten a path around your life, angry, looking for a way in. Come on, yeah. Because he hasn't been able to get in. But you just give him a little bit of an opening. And I'm telling you, it gets, it gets vengeful quick. I've been there. And, and boy, the, you know, no wonder it says over there in Ephesians, well, it says this verse here, be, be angry and, uh, excuse me, let's go back to verse number 26. Uh, be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Why does that say that? Don't, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. It's because it's legal to be mad until the sun goes down? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's because he's basically saying, don't let much time pass. That's, that's, see, yes, that's the, that sun going down is yeah, representing yeah. of time passing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't let much time pass keeping that door open. Yes. Amen. Yes. Why? Because it'll give him an opportunity. Yes. Don't give place to the devil is another way of saying don't give him an opportunity. Yes, sir. Why are you talking about this? I don't know. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> Your life might, might be, might be uh, what God's addressing today. I don't know. I just know in my life, I was praising God last night for some things, and I, this just came flooding in on me. And he showed me, because I don't know if you've ever, have you ever been miffed at God? I don't, I don't, I'm not asking you to give the proper church answer. I'm asking you, let's just get down to nitty gritty right now. No, Pastor, we, we go to church. We don't get, no, just come on, stop that. He showed me recently where I was miffed at him again. I've had him deal with that, me that before. Remember that time I was driving down the road? He said, you're angry at me. What, what, what? He said, you think I, and he started talking. I'm like, boy, yeah, I am. How many of you, how many of you know, though, he's never done any of us wrong? Never done any of, but, but that doesn't mean we don't sometimes get miffed at him or at people. How many of you know people are not God? So what they do doesn't equal God doing that to you. Come on, that's right. 
You know, that's what, I, I, don't, I can't figure that out. I mean, our own, our own carnal mind, it gets weird sometimes. And I've watched other people do this. Somebody does them wrong and they get mad at God. God had nothing to do with that. So nothing to do with that. Amen. Or the church. God had nothing to do with that. Amen. Amen. What somebody says to you on the phone on Tuesday afternoon, even though they're a church member, doesn't represent us. Anyway, that must have been for somebody. So, this is not talking about, uh, so, uh, yeah, praise the Lord. This is talking about not giving him place. Now, over in 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, just giving you some scriptures to launch into this now. We find this in 1 John. I've always been interested in this verse, 1 John 5, verse 18. We know that whatsoever, or excuse me, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Or excuse me, the born, born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God, any begotten of God in here? That's us. We're born of the Spirit, born of God, born from above. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. There is a place in God where the devil cannot touch you. Cannot. Wishes he could. Has it in his mind to. Is trying to. But... It's not that he won't, it's that he can't. I remember years ago, I read this years ago. I mean, it's still, I think we might have this book in the bookstore. It's John G. Lake's, all those sermons. I don't know if that's still out there. I think it used to be out there. But um, he tells a story in there, a vision he had one time, and the Lord was telling him how to keep on preaching Pentecost and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and so forth. There's a lot to it. But I won't get into all that. But he said he was walking down this path. He, he, and, and the Lord brought him this message. Actually, an angel brought the message to him. And so then he, was, then he saw in the vision, he saw his church. I think it was Portland, Oregon church. And the church, he, he wasn't just seeing in the natural, in the vision. He was seeing the spirit realm yeah. above the church. Yeah. Yeah. And the, in the spirit realm above the church, there were... Demons, he said, they were organized like modern, like a modern army, into ranks, and into uh, you know <clears throat> groups, so to speak. They were they were under command, so to speak. You know, the Bible talks about uh, the body of Christ and the order in the body of Christ. It talks about angels and the order in the angels and so forth. Well, Satan duplicated that, and in his kingdom, he's got you know. Uh, Head dodos and underneath dodos and <laughs> head defeated, head defeated ones and underranking defeated ones. Come on, dodos, bozos, and <laughs> well, we're just saying they're defeated. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. So, but, but my point is, he saw this in the spirit where these demon forces organized like a modern army uh, are trying to attack his church like, like modern day shock troops trying to get into his church. He said it would come wave after wave after wave. He saw it in the spirit realm above his church. And he said, Lord, what is this? And the Lord told him, he said, this is the care of God 
For, in other words, the, the, the fact that they couldn't get in. Yeah. This is the care of God for those that strive in unselfishness for God's best. Talking about moving with the Holy Spirit in God's plan in, in the church, in the, according to the pattern. Because the angel had just showed him down through the book of Acts and God's plan for the church in the book of Acts. The moving of the Spirit, the outpouring of the Spirit, miracles, signs, and wonders. And he had shown him all that in the book of Acts. And then he showed him the forces of Satan trying to stop all that because that's what his church was moving in. And then God said, he saw that they couldn't get in. God said, this is the care of God for those that are striving for what's in the book of Acts. Striving for the move of the Spirit. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sticking with the real true word yes, of God. Not changing because modern culture has That's changed. Right. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. Not, not mad at people today. We're just saying we, we want to hold to the, to the stewardship of what we were given because that's what sets men free. That's, that's what changes and transforms people's lives. Amen. Praise God. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Oh, I feel like Bill Winston. Say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> He's a precious brother. I love that man. Um, so anyway, so but this 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 fact that they couldn't get through showed some sort of restraining force. Something was protecting that church. Well, I wonder what that was. That was kept. First Peter, what is that? One five or whatever that verse is. Kept by the power of God. You ever read that verse? Did I get the right reference? First Peter 1, 5? Is it verse 7? 5, 7? We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. 1, 5? Unto salvation. Kept by the power of God. Say kept. That means preserved. Protected. Hallelujah. What else? Anybody got any other words? Guarded. Garrisoned. Yeah. That's me. That's right. Amen. 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 And the Lord reminded me of some of this this morning. He said, guard against this being miffed. You know what miffed is? Just sort of aggravated. And, and it's, it's, it's a form of anger at God. And he said, guard against this, because he said, that'll open the door to the, the devil. And amen. <clears throat> Remove this hedge. Remember what Job said? Or Satan said about Job? He said, there's a hedge around him. I can't get to him. That's this kept life. That's a life that is, like he said in 1 John 5, 18, a begotten of God keeps himself and that wicked one touches him not. But notice there, it's not just all up to God. It's up to us keeping ourselves. I know this is so simple. But it, but it's just so real to me right now because I saw that anger whenever I had this experience. I saw his anger and how much he wants to get in. He's raging. He's, he's vicious. And he is mad. Mad because he can't get in. Mad because he sees the bottomless pit. Just mad. <laughs> and I'm glad. Because oh, I'm kept. Say it out loud. I'm kept. This church has been so kept. We are such a kept people. 
The devil has tried to take people out with accidents, tried to, all sorts of stuff. We, the, the, the enemy tried to burn down one of the buildings with a fire. Uh, there's, we, we, we've been through some things in this late season. It's just been everything kept, 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 kept. Stuff we don't even talk about, kept. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you what. We're kept people. Israel, in fact, go over here to, let's just look at some of these verses. Um, in Exodus 14, well, I, I won't read it all, but you can write it down. Exodus 14, 19 through 28. Exodus 14, 19 through 28. You'll find that Israel was set free from Egyptian bondage. They're out there up against the Red Sea and Egypt's, the Egyptians and their army, Pharaoh and his army, they, got, they thought, uh-huh, well, what, what, what do we do that for? Let's go get them. We, we don't want them leaving here like this. So they came after them and the Bible says that the glory that had gone in front of them went behind them and stood, before, stood between Israel and Egypt. And they couldn't, Egypt couldn't get through that to get to Israel. Ooh, I like that. Do you remember that? Now, these people weren't wicked, but this, it, it illustrates something here. Do you remember that story of Brother Hagin whenever he died? On the, he, he was back there, I'm talking about it, whenever he was 16, it was 16 years old. And, and uh, he was, he, he, first of all, he went down a couple of times, and then he got saved, and, yeah. and then he was starting to go up because yeah. his heart kept stopping. Yes. And you remember, he said, before he died that last time, he said, to, I think it was his brother, maybe, go call mama, go call mama, I'm yeah. dying, I want to say goodbye. And, and he ran out of the room, and the whole room filled up with the glory of God. Yes. Yes. And he went up to about the ceiling was, and the voice said, you can't come yet, and so forth yeah. and so on. He thought it was just a couple seconds, but um, it actually was a period of, what, 15 minutes or something like that. Anyway, so, but his mother and his grandmother... Got, you know, his brother called him and they, they came to get in and the whole real room was full of the glory. And uh, I think his mother just stood back and didn't try to go in, but his grandmother tried to go in. Remember that? And, and bounced off of something, an invisible wall. Even though the door was open, she bounced off of something. And her, I guess her grandmother was kind of a persistent lady. <laughs> she backed up and tried to run and get through it. And I think three times or so. She, and then the last time she bounced off and had to hold on to the door. She almost fell down. And then eventually that glory dissipated in the room. And uh, they were able to get in. Remember that story? What was that? Well, it was the glory of God. Amen. That can surround a person. To where their, 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 their life is completely kept. Yes. Now, those people weren't wicked. They were just trying to get in and say goodbye. Yes, yes, yes. But the enemy, listen, the enemy can see that. Yeah, yeah. You can walk in that kind of glory. It might not be visible to people's eyes, but you can walk in a portable tent that goes with you of God's presence. Yes, come on. Like Paul said in the Amplified, I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may pitch a tent over me and dwell over me. The beautiful thing about a tent is it goes with you wherever you go. Amen. I remember, was it Alexis had that accident and then uh, she went forward and was going to hit the steering wheel, but something soft like a pillow. The, the, the airbag didn't deploy, right? But something soft like a pillow. Where is she? Right here. Something was, am I saying this correctly? It just sort of let you down gradually and you didn't hit the steering wheel like a, you know, like, like real hard, like normally would have. Yeah. 
What was that? I believe it was the glory of God. Whoo, glory. She's kept. See, we're all kept. If we use those phrases in our mouth rather than, I'm just so afraid of accidents or, you know, no, 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 don't talk like that. It'll shut down your angels. It'll shut down the, the power of God to keep you. Praise the Lord. So, um, the enemy obviously can see things like this. Like in Job's case, he said, I can't get to Job. There's a hedge around him. There's a protective, there's some sort of restraining force. The glory of God, I believe. Keeping Satan from getting to Job. Amen. I see people sometimes that just, you ever heard the story of the little boy kept falling out of bed and his mama kept, you know, he kept every night falling out of bed, falling out of bed. Why do you keep falling, mama came and said, why do you keep falling out of bed? He said, mama, I don't know. I guess I'm just staying, staying too close to where I got in at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see Christians like that. They're staying too close to where they got in at. All right, all right. And just come things on. are getting access to them. Yeah, yeah, come on. Doesn't have to be that way. I said, it, it is not supposed to be normal that we constantly have accidents, trouble, 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 trouble. <clears throat> That's far from 1 John 5, 18. Amen. Now, why, why? See, Satan is an opportunist. Y'all still with me? Don't, don't get disconnected because it's so simple. This is just what the Lord put in my heart. He's an opportunist. And if he sees an opportunity, he'll try to take advantage of that opportunity. <clears throat> and um, when, when God deals with us and we don't make corrections, he sees that as an opportunity. Do you understand that? Because we're not walking in the light. Notice he said, he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. How do you keep yourself? That's not God keeping you. That's you keeping yourself. That's you and I doing something. Well, I believe it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter. He, he, he mentions it there. He said, he's begotten of God, sinneth not, but he keeps himself in that wicked. So it's keeping out of sin. But we, we think sin just refers to robbing banks, cussing, drinking booze, and sleeping with the girls that do. Well, that's sin. We understand that. But see, sin can be just not doing. I don't think I don't, God dealt with me about it, but I don't think so. Yeah. 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 Go, okay, go over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. Y'all still happy? There's, here's a passage that will help us in this area. 1 Corinthians. How do we keep ourselves? How do we do this? The wicked one touches us not. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 11. Verse number. Let's start in verse number. 29, he that eats and drinks unworthily, eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So this is talking about taking communion, recognizing, the word discern means to see or to recognize, uh, the Lord's body. So there are, there are many ways you could look at that. Walking in love with others in the body of Christ. That's actually probably the main meaning of this. Because of the way he said they were receiving communion. They weren't. There was somebody poor over there. Didn't have anything. They weren't being a blessing to them. Right. Now, they, they weren't recognizing. They're just as much a part of the body of Christ. Yeah. Just as much as we are. Yes. You know. Yes. So that could be one meaning. Just walking in love towards one another. But, but not discerning the Lord's body. Could be another member in the body. Their place in our lives. Yes. 
or our place in the body of Christ. Where's our place in the body of Christ? Not discerning the Lord's body. You, how many of you know he's the head, we are the body? <clears throat> it could refer to the broken bread representing his body. Not discerning that was broken for our healing. There's a lot to this, but, but just notice that because of this. Look at verse 30. For this cause... Many are weak and sickly among you and die. Many sleep means die prematurely. So he said there are causes for Christians being sick. In other words, it's just not all, well, the devil, he's just, he's just going about. He's just trying. Well, he's not all that in a bag of chips. He's been defeated. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You understand, he's yep. powerless in the believer's life. Yes. Come on. Unless the believer opens the door to him. Right. Yep. We're redeemed from Satan. We're redeemed from the curse of the law. We're redeemed from accidents. We're redeemed from premature death. With long life, I'll satisfy thee and show thee my salvation. And we're redeemed from sickness and disease. We're redeemed from all the curse and all this stuff that goes around so why, if we're redeemed from it, why, do, why does it happen sometimes? Well, it can happen for a lack of knowledge. People just don't know what they're redeemed from. They don't realize what, the, what Jesus' blood provided for them. Or they're weak in faith. And that could, that could be because they don't go to church. Might, might not be the reason, but it could be the reason. They're weak in faith. They don't get their faith fed regularly along those lines. If you're feeding on the news... The 24-hour news cycle, it's going to strip you of your faith. If your attention is on the world, what the devil's doing in the world is going to strip you of your faith. You need regular doses, especially in these last days, regular doses. In fact, it's, such, it's a day you, you should probably get an IV put in your arm. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> or into your spirit. Get an IV of the Word of God in faith, just keeping it going all the time. Because there's a lot of wrath out there, a lot of things trying to come against believers. Yes, that's so true. And to be victorious, this is the victory that overcomes the world. Yes. Whom resist steadfast in your faith. Amen. Amen. I'm a faith preacher. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I love preaching faith. Okay, so, but, but uh, it could be because lack of knowledge. It could be because uh, weak in faith. Or it could be like the, right, what he said in Ephesians 4, they gave place to the devil. There's a lot of ways to give place to the devil. You can give place to him by not walking in love, holding unforgiveness. Jesus said, if you're praying for something, uh, forgive your brother. Otherwise, it'll hinder your prayers. Um, but then you could give place to the devil by disobedience. That might be just God's dealing with you about something. You don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I've done that. Yes, sir. Anybody else out here done that? Yeah. I didn't want to pastor. Yeah. That didn't work out very well. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's quiet in here this morning. <clears throat> what is it in your life? I don't know. Come on. In fact, who are you preaching at this morning? I don't know. I just, I just had this on my heart. Yes. It's got to be the front row, don't you think? Couldn't be anybody back there. <laughs> So, now he said, look at verse 30, 1 Corinthians 11. For this cause, there's causes for things. Yes. Now, when, uh, okay, let's keep on reading. For this cause, many are weak and sickly. So in other words, this is not an isolated thing. 
in, in the body of Christ. He didn't say it's an isolated thing that every now and then some are weak and sickly. He said many. The statistics are probably different here than in the body of Christ at large, but yet still, you understand? It, would, it should not be that, that, that the same statistics of the amount of accidents pe- church people have is the same as the world. The amount of mental torment they have is the same of the world. The amount of miscarriages they have is the same of the world. The amount of accidents, amount of amount of sickness. The average lifespan ought to be different for the body of Christ. We have a covenant of long life. We should not accept the world's statistics as normal. Here's normal right here. Well, you set the bar pretty high, Pastor. Well, I didn't set it, first of all. But, um, you know, where he said, he keeps himself and that wicked one touches him not. That's God that set that. Well, what if I shoot for it and don't get it all? Well, if you shoot for that and get half of it, that's better than shooting for nothing and getting all of it. Well, what if I shoot for it and don't get all of it? Well, keep going. It's not over. The fat lady hadn't sung yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm saying the trumpet hasn't sounded yes, yet. Come on. Yes. Yes. Come on. Some of you just staring at me like, I don't want to be in charge. Okay. Well, well. Tell your neighbor it's not normal. Well, if it's, if it's, if it's us, let's examine ourselves. We won't examine one another. You remember the Old Testament, it says, I think it's Exodus. Maybe some of these Bible scholars on the front and second row here, they're going to help me. But it says in Exodus there, 15 is it? I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Remember? There'll be nothing cast there young before the time. I'll take sickness away. Is that 15 what? Is it 23 or is it? It's 23, 25. And I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. He's talking to, the, the, he's talking to his people. Yes. He said, I'll take sickness away from the yes. midst of you. Yes. What? Come on. If sickness is taken away from the midst of us, there's none of us sick. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Come on with that. Yeah. Well, then somebody said, well, why, why, why have I been sick? I don't know. You have to get before God on that. Maybe it's a lack of knowledge. Maybe it's a weakness of faith. Now, don't misunderstand me. Or maybe it's disobedience. Now, don't misunderstand me. You say, are you saying I'm in disobedience? No, I didn't say you're in disobedience. I don't know. You, every, every case is unique. It'd be wrong for me to say, well, you're sick because you've got sin in your life. That'd be wrong. James says that's wrong. James 5 says, ain't sick among you? Let him call for the... If he's committed sin, if means he might not have. But he's sick, not because he's not because he's got sin or disobedience, but for some reason there's a cause here. There's a cause. Might be lack of knowledge. Might be just didn't pray the prayer of faith. Or now, now listen. When I say you gotta you gotta rightly divide what I'm talking about. Any of us could get attacked. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to be. You you don't have to have a lack of knowledge, lack of faith, or in disobedience to be attacked. That's right. That's right. 
But I'm telling you, it's like Pastor Debbie says, if, you, if you're walking in all the light you have and you're growing and, and, and listen, somebody said, well, I'm not at a place of faith where maybe some others are. You know God will meet you where you are if, if, you're, going, if you're growing at the rate that you should be. Come on, yes, he will. We see that in a situation right now. Somebody that, that maybe, got, maybe was a little behind, they should have been a little bit more ready, but they got in and they started catching up real quick and God's honoring them every step of the way. He's good. He's not trying to keep us from it. <laughs> but so, but just, just make sure all those things are in place. But even with all those things in place, he'll, he'll, he'll yeah. still try to attack. Yeah. 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 But like Pastor Debbie says, you got all those things in place, it'll slide off you like slime. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So don't think, you know, uh, don't, don't, don't get condemned. Well, I can't tell pastor or tell anybody that I'm under attack because they'll think wrong about me. No, that doesn't mean we all get attacked. It's, it's are we going to live that way or not? Amen. Hallelujah. That's just good, solid preaching, isn't it? Now, um, okay, so. With that in mind, I remember Brother Hagin made this statement. He said, I'm trying to get the page here where I can read the statistics right. But he said in his church, he pastored for uh, uh, 13 years or something like that. But he said in his church, he never had, he said, uh, I don't see my notes here right away. I'll see if I can find it. But he never had more than uh, two, I think he said two people healed well, let me back up. Let me say it a different way. He said he had a constant move of the Spirit and gifts of the Spirit in manifestation in his services as a pastor. He's talking about being a pastor. Um, where they were constantly uh, in manifestation. Yeah. The gifts of the Spirit. And people were healed constantly. He said, but all, all those years, he said, let me get the statistics right. I want to I say t- only two of his people. I mean, we better get it right. How many of you want to get it right? Yeah. Something like only two of his people were healed by gifts of the Spirit. He said the rest of them were healed by him just teaching them the Word. Amen. And he said the gifts of the Spirit were usually for visitors. Well, that's an interesting statistic. He made that statement. I thought of this verse, 1 Corinthians 11 here. 29, 30, 31, whenever he said that. In other words, I, I mean, let me back up and say it this way. That tells me, and we, and we see this in other scriptures as well, by the way. And I don't have time to get into all this. Oh, my goodness, it's already 12 o'clock. Well, you got the weekend off, right? <laughs> that tells me you got to minister to healing to church folks different than you minister like you would to the sinner. Or the people who don't know. Amen. Are you still out there? Um, because there's, there's issues that they have to address when it comes to what God has dealt with them about. And there's, God eventually requires all of us to walk by faith. This, he said, that's his plan for uh, the church. That's his plan for his people. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's his plan. Amen. The just shall live by gifts of the Spirit. No, they'll live by faith. Amen. Now, we appreciate gifts of the Spirit. 
But you can't depend on that for your healing. Amen. If you're, if you, if you're growing spiritually, <laughs> probably the less and less you'll get that. Not because God's mean. It's just simply because that uh, he expects us to walk in the light of what we have. Brother Hagin said in the healing, re- healing revival, he said he did surveys with the, uh, uh, you know, healing, healing evangelists. A lot of healing evangelists in tent crusades at that time. He said he did surveys. He said he found it in his, own, in his own ministry also. He said the healing revivalists or evangelists, they said we were never so happy as to get past the, Pe- the Pentecostal folks. Hmm. Because cause God expected more out of them and there wasn't as many gifts of the Spirit. Well, then I don't want to be Pentecostal. Well, they, them, th- those, those others won't get that very often. It's just God getting their attention. But they won't be able to live by that either. Brother Hagin made this statement. He said, I could only use my faith to get my family because they weren't really walking in the light of divine healing. But he said, God would let me use my faith for my family and I could get them healed once or sometimes twice. I could never get them healed three times because once they get healed and they saw how that's available, God expects them then to come start walking in the light. Well, I don't want to. I want to suck my thumb. I want to be a spiritual baby. Well, that doesn't work in mama's house. It won't work with God either. 17-year-old holding your blinky, your binky and your blanky. Can I have a bottle? Somebody's going to kick you in the seat of your pants. <laughs> right? Anybody raise any children in here? That wouldn't fly at your house, right? Well, praise the Lord. Yeah, you don't get this at a, at a healing rally, but you will get it at church. Amen. So, um, think of a couple of things here. Let's, let's, we're going to wrap this up. Numbers 21.6 said, this is the context of the Israelites complaining about the manna. Remember, they were in Egypt. God delivered them. They're out in the wilderness. And they're being sustained by manna that comes every day, was it? Once a day or twice a day, whatever it was. And so, they were, they were living by this. And God intended them for an 11-day trip to get across there and get over into Canaan's land. But they rebelled and complained and cried and said, you know, we were, you bring us out here to die. And they're just full of unbelief. And God said, uh, well, uh, they, they complained about the manna. And the Bible said here in Numbers 21, 6, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much people of Israel died. Now, the Hebrew doesn't have a permissive verb in it. You, you can study the Hebrew and find this out. It doesn't have a permissive verb. Everything sounds causative. It sounds like God sent it. You know, like, for example, when King Saul had an evil spirit come and harass him, it said an evil spirit from the Lord. Well, God didn't send that. God's not working. He's not in cahoots with the devil. I mean, if he and the devil are in cahoots against us, let's just say uncle right now, you know. No, he's not against us. It's not sent from the Lord. It was allowed. Now, why was it allowed? Come on. Well, you remember Matthew 18, 18? Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. One translation says, whatever you allow is allowed. It's allowed because we allow it. It's allowed because we gave place to it. Now, maybe ignorantly. But the devil loves ignorance. He can take advantage of ignorance. Amen. Amen. This is just good solid. I'll tell you, there's enough in here. Somebody go home and chew on something for the rest of the afternoon. But this is not sent, but allowed. Now, 
you read that and it looks like God's mad. He's sending snakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, but they, God allowed it because they allowed it. Yes. Now read that. Never ever read Numbers 21.6 without reading Deuteronomy 8.15. You still glad you came this morning? I'm almost done. Deuteronomy 8.15. It says, God, he's talking about, Moses is talking about God. God led thee through that great and terrible wilderness. What are the next four words? Wherein were fiery serpents. They were out there the whole time. You know, they were out there. The Israelites were out there for 40 years. Those snakes were out there the whole time. They never got into the camp except one time. Come on. There was some sort of restraining force. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I want you to get this morning. They're, they were kept. Kept. They were kept by the power of God. Those snakes were out there the whole time, but something was holding them out of the camp. Woo! One time they got in. Well, let's find out where, how they got in and make sure we can keep that door closed. How did we, how'd they get in? They were complaining. In my believing right now, I'm believing for some things for the ministry, reaching more people than we've ever met, uh, reached. And uh, you get, to, if you're not careful, you can get your eyes on the wrong thing and get miffed. Where are the people? Come on. Putting out the best food I can. Yeah. Come Working, on. praying. Yeah. Yes. Preparing myself in the word. Come on. Sanctifying myself. My, my life set apart. Yeah. I give up things I don't, I don't, I'd rather be doing. Right. I mean yes. the flesh. Yes, sir. Recreation. Yes. Yes. Laid things on the altar of my life. Yes. Sowing my life into Cedar yeah. Rapids. Come on. <sighs> hey. Come on now. Now nah, you don't ever have to deal with that. <laughs> but in California, the Lord said, Satan, he, said, he quoted me Genesis 4. What is that? Verse something there. Genesis. Remember, I'll quote it and you'll remember. He said it to Cain. He said, why are you angry? He said, if you do not well, will you not be accepted? But he said, if you don't get a hold of yourself, sin lies at the door. The Amplified says it's crouched. Yeah. Can, can read that to me. Crouched Since at the door. Crouches at your door. And his desire is for you. And here's what he said. You must master it. He showed me in California. I was mad again. Well, I'm telling you about me. You just judge. You just keep your nose in your business. You know. <laughs> he said, you're going to have to master that. I got a whole sermon on it. It's called Miffed Masters. I'm telling you, he woke me up and talked to me for a while. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, you're going to have to master that. You're going to have to master that. Well, what do you got to master? What does it mean, master? It means you dominate that. You don't give any place to that. Because that will open the door to the devil. That's right. Come on. 
I'm telling you about my life. How about yes. your life? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Real spiritual victories aren't won after the attack has already been in progression. It's won by just keeping the door closed. Now listen to me. When God's challenging you or convicting you about something. See, that's what this conviction is. It's to keep that door closed. Help you keep that door closed to the devil. He would rather you keep it closed and never he get in than he get in and you got to get him back out. Yeah, come on. It's a whole lot easier just to keep the door closed. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not condemning anybody this morning. I'm talking about my own life. I'm judging myself. Myself. I'm judging myself. Anybody else that wants to be me. <laughs> but, but, okay, it wasn't funny. Um, but the, uh, the uh, issue is let's examine ourselves. It's not God. Remember James 1 talks about, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. Right. If you read the whole context, this man is not saying, I'm being tempted of God. Right. He, no, he's saying, God, how's come? Yeah. But, they're, but they're, they're directing it towards him. Well, I've never dealt with that. Oh, you have too. Anybody that's worth anything, they've had to deal with things like that. Amen. Unless you don't ever go after anything God has for you, then. But uh, praise the Lord for the word. Are you glad you came this morning? You can keep the door closed to the devil. Praise God. Amen. So that's what that, that, those snakes were out there that whole time. And uh, you can easily see that, that there was a restraining power. Amen. That's what I want in my life. Don't you want that in your life? Yes. There's, there's two sides to resisting the devil. Number one, like we read, resist him, you know, take authority, say in the name of Jesus, you get out of my life. But number two, really the first one, this is really ought to be the first one, neither give place to the devil. Yes. Keep the door closed. Yes. Keep the door closed. Amen. You can have a life that is like a dream. Days of heaven on earth. But it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for, well, let me say it this way. This might sound funny, but I'll, I'll clarify it. It's not for just Christians. Come on. It's for disciples. Yeah, there you go. Amen. Does that make any sense? Not for just people who want to get saved and then just do their own thing. It's for people that, John, 6, or John 8, 32, continue in my word. Continue in my word. Then are you my what? Disciples indeed. You'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. If you want to really live free. You want to really live free. You got to do the work of all the stuff I'm talking about. Just these attitudes. Amen. Situation recently, somebody exposed the church. Thank God for the mercy of God. It, 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 was, it was averted. But somebody exposed the church to some major issues. By the mercy of God, it never happened. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I had to judge myself because you get mad at him. You've been here for 20 years. Yeah, right. You know what I'm talking about? No, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. Are you there? Yes, come on. No, I've got to keep that door closed. No, yes, no, no, not going there. Come on. Not going and I saw, I just this morning, I saw it again. Excuse me. Yeah, this morning I saw it again. No, it was last night. Saw it again last night. I woke up and, and, and the Lord said, now you have to stay on top of that. Yes, 
because I got my eyes on the wrong thing again. You ever gotten your eyes on the wrong thing yes, again? Absolutely. Well, how's come? How's come? Yeah. And said so I was sort of like that last night. And he yeah. said, watch it. You got you to master that. That's so good. And, and he, he started showing me all that I've been kept from. All that I've been kept yes. from. All that I've been kept from. Glory. It's just like I started seeing it in the spirit. Yeah. This situation. This yeah. situation. This situation. This situation. Oh, that one could have been bad. Thank God for the mercy of God. This is, I'm, not, I'm not pointing to people. I'm just... <laughs> This situation, and just, and I started crying. I said, Lord, you've kept me from so much. Forgive me for being angry, even though I wouldn't have said it. If you'd have come in the room and said, are you angry at God? I said, no. But he showed me. Watch that, watch that, watch that. We're getting some help this morning. So, praise the Lord. Nobody angry at God's in faith. That's right, that's right. Nobody angry at God's in faith. And anger is not always outward raging. Sometimes it's an inward seething. It's like a husband or a wife. What's wrong, honey? Nothing. (laughs) Why are we laughing at that? Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are kept people. We're kept people. Amen. Praise the Lord. We can say so much about this because, you know, you get your eyes on why, why is this not further along? Why is this not further along? You know, you get your eyes on the wrong things and you can get, begin to get angry or whatever and start judging God. How many of you is never on his side? It's never on his side. That's the danger of that. You, you, you get angry at God and it's not him. Not a single person in this life or in the, at the judgment seat of Christ will be able to stand before God, stand before Jesus, shake their fist in his hand and say, you didn't do what you told me you would do. Not a single person will be able to do that. None of us. He's just. He's good. Amen. Uh, don't, don't go down the route of being angry. The bridge is out down there. It's the highway to nowhere. (laughs) I don't get you very far. Hallelujah. But we're grateful. So turn our eyes on what he's kept us from. What he's already done for us. And that'll help you. And always say, Lord, help me to see what I don't see. Help me to understand what I don't understand. Teach me. Show me. Amen. Give me, like we've been preaching, give me wisdom. Give me insight. What, what is it? And, and listen, as you grow spiritually, you start seeing more and more. And you, after a while, you'll, you'll get to the place. No wonder. No wonder. It wasn't God. Amen. In surrender, out of your heart, put your hands up to God. This is a worship thing, but it's more of a surrender thing. Say, Jesus, you are good. Never, never, wrong, never have you wronged me. Never have you ever done me wrong. Never have you been unfaithful or unjust, unfair, or where you haven't done what you said in your word you would do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You've always been good to me. Never bad or evil. No evil comes from you. Only good. Father God. Help me, help me, help me to see what I need to see, to walk in more 
of what I see in your word is available to me. I pray this with sincerity of heart. Show me what I need to see. I lay aside all anger at you or at people for what they have done or failed to do. And I lay down all criticism and all judgment. And I say, Lord, you've been good to me. Show me all the things you've preserved me from and kept me from. And I'll give you more glory and more honor. And I'll live with a thankful heart. But I'm always reaching to understand how to receive more from you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I receive your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Now just thank him for that. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name, we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you know he wants to help us? He wants to show us what we, what we, what he wants us to see. Amen. Sometimes he'll say, I've had, in fact, I've told you stories like this. He'll say, you remember what I talked to you about two years ago? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody ever had one of those? Three guys honest over here. Anybody else? (laughs) It's important. What, What he says, don't listen to God like you listen to politicians. You know what you listen to them? Well, I'll believe that when I see it. You just want my vote. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Don't listen to God like them, like you listen to them. Listen to God like he means what he says. He fully intends to carry through what he says. Hallelujah. And he's faithful. Amen. Thank God he's faithful. <clears throat> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Did you get anything out of this this morning? Just a, it's an attitude adjustment, isn't it? On the inside. Um, when, you, when you turn from that to gratefulness, when you thank him for what he's already done, kind of opens your heart to see, to see how to continue to receive what he has for you. Hallelujah. Amen.